1: Well, given it's Kilmore Cup night tonight, folks, I thought I'd talk about the rich history of the race. Remember, a very special family who I think about every year when the Kilmore Cup comes around. But some of the horses during a wonderful era in harness racing, you go back to 1970. Welcome Advice won the Kilmore Cup. Paleface Adios in 73. Pure Steel, 76. Koala King in 1979 then we got into the 80s and popular arm who could only be described as a freak won it in 81 and 82 for bob knight and also his son vin when you think of the knight family besides popular arm you think of horses like bag limit sinbad bay jane allen gary's advice the list goes on and on bob knight himself a remarkable man. He passed away in 94, aged 67, but he, he won eight premierships from 82 to 91, Bob Knight. He won 43 Group One races. But it was his son, Vin, who captured the imagination of many with his flamboyant nature, his competitive spirit. Some journalists called him cocky, brash, and even arrogant. But everybody loved Vin Knight particularly in his hometown of Kilmore. And when he passed as such a young man at 36 in 1991, it was in the May actually, it sent shockwaves through the industry. I remember in my early 20s working at Radio 4BC receiving a phone call and someone said Vin Knight had passed. I was just completely silent I was shocked particularly when we we found out about the, the circumstances around his death apparently he had a couple of drinks at his favorite hotel midnight the red Lion, and then he made a decision to take his own life he drove his car and he went off to a side road not far from from his home in Kilmore from all the literature that I've read and all the reports that I've watched stories There was nobody, even his closest friends had no idea that Vin Knight was battling mental health or some demons at the time. But what he did for the sport of harness racing, you you could not quantify uh, back in that particular era. And when he linked up with his horse, the whole of the racing industry got behind popular arm. And the fact that he even came back from a near, well, They thought he would never race again at one stage and they worked on him and they got him back and he actually came back in front of this massive crowd which we'll hear about at Moonee Valley in the Italian Cup and that was his his penultimate run. But when you look at the horse's record, 62 starts he had popular arm. 49 wins, seven seconds, seven thirds and back then he amassed $700,000 in stakes and at one stage, Popular Arm won 15 consecutive races. Even when he went to Sydney though for the Miracle Mile in 1983 there were some that were doubting he could beat Gamelite on this occasion and he had to do it the tough way from a bit of an awkward draw.
2: Popular Arm is trying hard. It's two lengths away then to Bill Student, Gamelite and Popular Arm, the two Victorians knuckling out a great finish. Gamelite and Popular Arm. Popular Arm moving Takes the lead, he's a mighty pacer. Popular arm got up to win from Gamelite. Third Bill Student from Double
0: Agent. Many considered his time of 157.7 disappointing, but when he came back to Mooney Valley for Victoria's most prestigious race, the time-honored AG Hunter Cup, Poppy left no doubt as to his speed and stamina. He betted a two-minute mile rate for 2,870 meters. And the packed Mooney Valley Grandstand shook. The crowd realising that it was witnessing one of the all-time greats.
3: Up and Poppy's gone for home. They were followed by Bill Student on the rail from Wanda's Mate yet to pull out. Jua Fika start coming out three wide and then Bellan from Royal three. Capella Court, well back Gypsy Butler and last is cop away but down the back 500 to go and he goes for home. Popular arm about four lengths in front of Gamalite running to a clear second now. Wanda's Mate into the clear coming home gamely from Jake Adios beaten then Jua Fika start. Bill Student, Capella Court and Lobelin but coming to the turn with 300. 100 metres to go. He hasn't popped the question to Popper yet. Popular Arm about five lengths in front. Wondai's mate is trying hard in second placing. Gamalite is big hard and his old legs carrying him into third spot from Pika Star. Straightening up. Popular Arm is under the whip now but he's four lengths in front full of running from Wondai's mate. Then Gamalite and Pika Star. Popular Arm's getting very tired but the Kilmore Killer meters to Jua Star and One dies by third, then Gameloid followed by Capella
0: Court and Bell Studen. A cold night in May of 1983 saw Popular Arm make the world sit up and take notice. He was trialling against the clock over the magical mile distance. The world record for a 900 meter track stood at 154.9 but Vinny was his usual confident self.
4: i have never really run him to a time trial and he, um, as you know, he's run 55.9 at Harold Park and Last time up there he'd done it very easily so I'd probably, you know, I'd be coming down my first half in about that 57. That's pretty quick. He'll break the Australasian record, I know that. He'll, break one, he'll go 154 or better. And
3: here goes Popular Arm drawing towards it now, the clock ticking over, 121, 122 as he comes to the light and again he's beaten it clearly. Oh, he's a mile inside it. All he has to do is keep going to break the record. as he comes up to the top turn now. 250 metres to go, the horse of the hemisphere. Well, the Yanks better watch out because he might very well be the best in the world. Here he comes now, popular arm Vinny Knight, waving the whip at him as he comes to the 100 metre mark. The time ticking over 147, 148, 149. Here he comes to the line now, the time to beat 154.9. He's run 153.2. What a horse. What a horse! 153.2, and ladies and gentlemen, that time, 153.2 seconds, is
4: a new world record. I thought I'd get close to world record because he was so good and tried so hard, but I thought, gee, on a night like that, I couldn't break it. I was real disappointed when I seen the night, but you know, he just went out and broke it. He was just sensational.
0: It didn't seem possible, but popular arm got better as he got older. Nothing could touch him on the track, he could sprint, he could stay, he could basically do anything. And when he once more put it all together in the Windfield Cup of 83, then he had yet another chance to display his famous victory salute. Popular Arm
2: as they go to the back of the 700, Gamelite two metres in front, but here he comes, Popular Arm, he feels out and he's starting to run, look at him explode now, Popular Arm and out after Gamelite, he's going to Gamelite quickly, Popular Arm race to Gamelite and in one stride a swept to the front, and the Giants got him, the first clear pocket alarm at the 400 metre mark, he's raced two, he's raced three lengths in front, Gamelite can't offer any resistance and further back roll 3, then Laskin, but he must be the greatest in the world, straightening up, popular arm, he's streaked away, he's five lengths in front of Gamelite, then roll 3 and then Laskin, but look at this mighty horse go, up the home straight, possibly the world's greatest, popular arm, 20 metres in front of Gamelite, then Rawl 3, the back by Fearless Knick. but welcome back Poppy. you've done it again.
0: It seemed that nothing could stop Poppy's dominance, but the cruel hand of fate stepped in, and for a while the mighty stallion's life was in jeopardy. Popular Arm hobbled off the training track one day, and the shockwaves ran through the industry. It's just
4: terrible. You know, I, you know, I was praying to God when I was coming off the track, yesterday that it's, I thought he broke, broke some, you know, uh, like a pedal bone or something in his leg, but we sort of can't counted that out with the vet so um, we just don't know what it is. We've x-rayed right up his leg and um, right to his stifle and he couldn't find anything so he's taken more x-rays and as you've seen here he's, he's, he's in a lot of pain. You know we've got a stable full of good horses but nothing will ever match popular old, ever.
0: Unfortunately further examinations revealed that the horse had broken his offside hind leg. Surgeons at the Werribee Veterinary Clinic inserted two screws into the bone and Poppy's life was saved, but the chances of him racing again looked remote. Bob Knight though, kept his fingers crossed. If he comes back to racing, which he must
4: have a lot of lovers because since he's broken down there is more lovers now than there ever was before while he was racing, so I'd say he would be one of the, the biggest draw cars that ever went to a race match.
0: And Bob's words would prove prophetic because a champion is not only the fastest or the most talented, but courageous. And that was Poppy all right. From the moment he was back in business, the proud gait returned, the fire was in the eyes, and Benny knew that the celebrated pair was going back to the races. It's a
4: beautiful feeling, you know, it's a feeling. It's like a um, when you're a kid and you've got a good toy and you're dying to play with it, you know. Um, and when he broke down, oh yeah, I just thought, well, I'll never get another horse like Poppy. And I did never think he'd make the races again. My big thought then was hope that they could save him, let alone race him. Do you think he knows that it, it's on again that he's about to go back to the races? Oh, he knows. Letting him stand in there. Uh, he knows, all right.
0: And on the 20th of October 1994, more than 10 months after his previous start, Poppy did come back in the Italian Cup at Mooney Valley. Many people came through the turnstiles that night just to see the champion in action. They weren't disappointed. If the hair on the back of your neck didn't stand up this night, it never would.
2: Well, Popular Arms done everything right as they come down the straight, a thousand metres to go. Four metres to Laskin, another four metres to Gamalite, Uh, who's being hard driven on the outside. Black Armbrough on the fence has just moved in front of him from Stormy Rowan. They're followed by Bart Scamble and then once more. Next is Royal Three and last out of the Straight Haven Hero. They've got 800 to go and the leader is popular arm now he's been able to do it at his own pace in front and he's kicked away about six meters in front out of the straight four meters away black arm bro gamelites going poorly next then bart's gamble once more making a run followed by stormy rowan royal three and haven hero but with 600 to go knight lets poppy go and he's just 15 meters in front the old champs raced away the pins are standing up to it he's got a big lead second now Black Armbro followed by round the outside once more. Gamelite's going to run nearly last and Royal Three's doing nothing but Popular Arm's gone further ahead. 2.50 to go on the corner. He's 20 metres in front of Black Armbro. Once more in third place and they're followed by Barts Gamble. Into the straight. Popular Arm 12 in front. His condition might be starting to give out a bit. He's still got a big lead from Black Armbro and once more and Popular Arm's going second third placing maybe is he
4: back to his very best do you think oh yeah for sure he's had a holiday he's better than ever
0: two weeks later poppy won again but that was to be his swan song his connections became increasingly worried that his leg might not stand up to another preparation poppy was retired the curtain had finally come down on the career of arguably the greatest pacer australia has ever seen for vin knight it was a time of mixed emotions
4: it's so a hard decision because you can see well, all he wants to do is race. No, it's been hard, but he's going out in a blaze of glory, sort of thing. He hasn't broke down on the track again. Legs are a one, so it's beautiful.
1: Coming into it. Off the back straight in a scintillating 26.7. Rock and Roll Do let for home. Max Shard comes out off the pegs. Torrid Saint runs on. Honolulu Bay with a run out wider. Rock and Roll Do finds though. Rock and Roll Do kicked away. He's got them covered. Rock and Roll Do. Torrid Saint getting through to second, but Rock and Roll Do does it easily. Well, that was last year's Kilmore Cup and the guy that trains and drives Rock and Roll Do is Mick Stanley. Can he go back-to-back? He's one of the favourites with Act Now tonight, Race 7 at Kilmore. Good morning, Mick. How are you? Yeah, morning,
5: Steve. Well, thank you.
1: We just played a special, you know, with the popular arm, the Knights. Um, you must think about the Knights when you turn up for Kilmore Cup Day or Kilmore Cup Night, I should say. Yeah,
5: there's no question about that. It's, a, it's an iconic race, um, the Kilmore Cup, and, you know, made famous by the Knights. I mean, I was only a young fella, um, a really young fella back... Uh, back then, but, um, yeah, I can remember vividly, um, you know, what it meant to the, the Kilmore locals and the Knights, and since then, as you said, it's become iconic, and to be uh, on that honour roll is a privilege.
1: Yeah, but even those colours are indebted in your head, aren't they, are the Knights with the yellow and the red Maltese cross on the back?
5: Yeah, they are. They are. I was lucky enough to, to wear them. Um, I drove for Stephen Dove, and I was lucky enough to wear those colours once when I was a junior driver. So, um, yeah, I think... Uh, as you said, they're indebted and they'll never be forgotten.
1: He was Bob's son-in-law, wasn't he, Stevie Dove? That's correct, yeah. yeah. Well, you've got this horse, he's, you've got his mojo back. It's been a bit of a work in progress, but you've got him firing again, haven't you? Rock and roll, do.
5: Yeah, definitely, yeah. As, uh, you know, it's been well documented, a frustrating start to the year. But, um, yeah, after a, a, a well-deserved break, um, yeah, he's come back in fine fashion. And, look, his preparations been... Smooth sailing so far, and we, hopefully we've got the worst behind us, and it can continue in that way.
1: Just, I know you, you don't probably have covered it extensively previously in interviews, but just New Zealand, you, you did take him over there at the end of last year for that, you know, all those big races, New Zealand Cup time.
5: Yeah, definitely. Look, um, look. Although we didn't get the results on the track in New Zealand, he actually um, handled the trip really well, and he and he was flying over there. He just didn't. Um, the standing starts just didn't suit him. So, um, you know, I think on the last day on show day, he sat outside the leader and only went down three meters um, in the in the show day free for all. So, he actually went quite well. Um, just didn't handle the standing starts and look for whatever reason when he came home, um, probably a, a quite a number of things. Um, you know, he, he just didn't um, didn't fire. A few things went wrong. We we never really pinpointed pointed what the exact reason for that being but um there was a number of things that that we know troubled him
1: all right so you arrested him for some period of time
5: yeah that's right we we gave him a good three months off you know really uh let the muscles relax and mentally forget about things and and what have you and um seemed to do the trick
1: last year you circled them early and you got the front didn't you in the kilmore cup
5: yeah, we did, we did. We just sort of bided our time out wide and was able to find the front. Um, you know, tonight is that's probably not going to be the case. There's not many horses. Um, there's a couple of horses that sort of won't uh, uh, well aren't hand up horses. Uh, especially now he's a quick beginner and um, leads in most of his races. So uh, it's gonna we're gonna have to win it. If we win it tonight, we're going to have to win it a different, in a different style.
1: So what are you thinking in your mind, Ree, possible tactics? Will you get him up outside act now at some stage of the race, which you can often do?
5: You would imagine so. Um, yeah, you would imagine so. I mean, you've got to be really mindful too. The Victoria Cup is only two weeks away, and that's our, our first real major target. So, um, yeah, look, I mean, the beauty about my guy is he's very versatile. So, um, you know, <coughs> <he's just coughs> excuse me. Plenty of options, you know, um, just to drive him the way the race unfolds. So, um, look, we won't get involved <clears throat> too much early. Um, we'll just let him settle. Uh, I think he races best that way anyway. And, um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see what the pace is like mid-race. Mm.
1: Two runs ago, he won narrowly the Len Smith Mile, defeating Spiritus and Louis. He actually sat outside that horse and got him in the, in the last bound. Did you think he'd won or not? It was so close.
5: Yeah, I did. I did. And, uh, I mean, I, I know it was a small margin, but... Um, he sort of felt like he had Spirit of St. Louis covered all up the straight, um, which sounds silly when you, you see the margin. But, uh, yeah, we knew we'd won. And no mean feat to um, out sprint Spirit of St. Louis and angle off um, such slow sectionals. But um, I think that just shows how versatile rock and roll do is.
1: Yeah, even prior to that, he went down narrowly, didn't he? At Melton there in the Westburn Grant first up.
5: Yeah, that's right. And he, and he sat last and came from last. And... Um, you know, I think that, you know, with the sectionals these days with the GPS and their numbers, I think they clocked him at around, you know, mid-53 half. So, um, yeah, they, like I said, tonight, you know, even though we've drawn poorly, um, he's versatile and we can use that to our strengths.
1: Last start at Mariborough, you took him there. Uh, he won the cup. He was a dollar twenty-five, so he was expected to win. Tell me um, how much you had up the sleeve because it looked soft in the end. The margin wasn't big, but you had plenty of seemingly plenty of horse underneath you there, Michael.
5: Yeah, he did. We were able to get round to the front and, and really dictate. And um, I think it was the slowest run Mariborough Cup since um, since the mobile start was incepted there. So um, you know that just shows how easy we got it through the middle and. Yeah, he, um, he, he had a lot up his sleeve and, and he came home and, more importantly, pulled up fantastic because of the run we had.
1: There was a very scary incident that I want you to tell us about at Bendigo. Um, when was this? This was going back late last year. Well, Sorry, early this year, where you suffered some nasty, or a nasty injury to do with your back. Can you take us through what actually happened in the race that night?
5: Yeah, well, that's, that's right. Um, yeah, the Bendigo Cup, in the first week of the year, he... he um, you know, uh, a horse from behind me um, cannon into the back and and the horse's knee got up under the vest right right in the middle of the spine and and, uh, fractured three transverse um, lines on the transverse vertebrae lines, um, you know, which are the the lines that that, uh, little bones that stick off the vertebrae that hold the nerves and and the ligaments and what have you. So um, yeah, it was quite painful and, and set us back quite a long way, but um, yeah, thankfully, uh, could have been a lot worse and it, it, it wasn't. And, and we're, uh, able to do any, anything and everything that, that we need to. Yeah,
1: you can even watch it on the replay. How painful was that when major Meister ran into the back of you? And then that horse remarkably went on to win the race.
5: Yeah. Amazing effort to, to win the race. Um, I've, I've, um, I've broken a lot of bones, unfortunately, in my time, um, but uh, that, that's the most painful thing I've ever dealt with. Um, I, I physically could not even um, get out of the sulky. It took uh, an army to um, to try and get me out. And, um, yeah, even the, even the green whistle couldn't even uh, dull the pain. So, yeah, it was quite um, extraordinary.
1: Michael, can you tell me a bit of the history of Rock and Roll Do, of course, by Rock and Roll Heaven and how he ended up in your stable all those years ago or seasons ago?
5: Yeah. Look, well, Brendan and Ann James—they're great um, supporters of mine over a number of years, and um, they acquired him as a as a yearling. We had um, we actually had his sister uh, Iolanta in the stable at the time. He went through the sale, so he was actually passed in, and and Brendan bought him after the sale. So, um, yeah, we've had him uh, as a young from a youngster, and um, yeah furnish him into what he is today so um, it's been a great journey yeah it hasn't it
1: started basically from day dot two he ran one his second start his fourth start red second on day boo
5: yeah look he he had his troubles early on he if he if he didn't win he he galloped and put himself out of contention so he, he we did have our troubles early but um yeah, he always showed that he had um, top-end talent, which is the main thing.
1: All right, well, let's hope he stays nice and sound, and we see him around for some time. I mean, he's already got over a half a million in the bank, and what he's won—14 races or from 39 starts.
5: Yeah, that's right, about 14 races. And as you said, he, he's uh, relatively lightly raced for a for a uh, grand circuit um, horse. So uh, yeah, that that bodes well, and hopefully. Um, you know, we can keep having some more success with him in the future.
1: Now, are you waiting on the news? Grant Dixon apparently is going to wait... Well, he's waiting until next weekend. Leap to Fame may run in Brisbane at Albion Park next weekend if if the race stands up, and then he'll make a decision whether he goes to Victoria or not. But everyone will be hanging on on that decision, won't they, if he makes the triple stays in Queensland?
5: Oh, others may be. I'm I'm not, you know. We'll we'll race whoever is uh, put there in front of us. Obviously, Leap to Fame is a great horse, but... um, you know he he doesn't uh, he doesn't scare us if he comes. I, you know it'd be great if he comes. I, I look forward to the matchup.
1: Yeah, and just back to the Kilmore Cup as well. You won this race as well, not only this horse last year, Rock and Roll do, but Soho Tribeca was a terrific horse for you.
5: Yeah, he was. I I was fortunate enough to train Soho Tribeca late in his career, and um, yeah, he he was uh, my first Kilmore Cup winner, which was was fantastic. I think he's still from that win, so um, he had to sit outside the leader and do it tough. He was a remarkable horse, and, um, yeah, great to uh, great to get a win like that with him.
1: Well, after the Victoria Cup, is he heading to Queensland for sure and certain, certain for the Inter-Dominion Series at Albion Park?
5: Yeah, that's the plan, all going well. Well, um, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely uh, love to get up there.
1: All right. So, uh, have you worked out any logistics and things at this early stage about getting to Queensland, where he might be stable, and things like that? Of course, the Victoria Cup's on Everest Day, isn't it? The middle of October.
5: Um, yeah, d- yeah, that's right. Um, no, nah, look, uh, look, we'll stay there, um, based at, at Logan Village with Ricky Furlow there. That's where we normally stay when we head to Queensland. So um, that's all sorted, and and I'd imagine with um, there be a number of Victorians, we'll be able to. Uh, charter a flight so uh that hasn't been set in stone we'll we'll get through the victoria cup and then we'll worry about everything after mm. that
1: well with leap to fame in the market even though it's got doubtful next to his name for the victoria cup two dollars your horses two dollars seventy for the big race there on the 14th
5: yeah i don't um read too much in into the markets so like i said you get to these races and um you know every horse is there for a reason because they're they're an elite uh, specimen so um yeah, that's uh, good and well for the punters out there. We just we just focus on getting our horse there in the best shape, and um, like you said, we're happy to race whoever's there. We'll
1: go out with the closing stages of his big win two ago on the Len Smith Mile. Thanks for telling us a bit about Rock and Roll, do Michael?
5: Beauty. Thanks, Dave.
1: 28-2 the quarter, Spirit of St. Louis the leader, back to the inside, Mac Dan, Narano winds up, Rock and Roll Do still giving something, Rock and Roll Do in the middle out after Spirit of St. Louis, Spirit of St. Louis and Rock and Roll Do an assault stirring struggle, Rock and Roll Do put the nose in front,
3: Rock and Roll Do, Rock and Roll Do's tipped out, Spirit of St. Louis.
1: Darren Clayton joins us. Good morning, Darren. Morning, Steve. How are you this Good. Morning? Have you got any insight into what Grant might do with Leap to Fame? What, any progress report there?
6: No, haven't heard anything, Steve. I think he's playing his cards pretty close to his chest. But uh, I've said before, and I, I think it'll be, I think he's long odds to going myself. I can't see the, the value in it. But uh, Grant's the one who knows the horse and knows it best. We all, um, in the Constellations Carnival, said, not sure why he's in the Sunshine Sprint, and he come out and won it. So um, Grant's the best man to know that, and or and Trista as well because she does a super job with him, also. So um, yeah, not sure what way they will head, but yeah. Um, yeah, it'd be it'd be great to see him down there contest it, and um, but uh, he's probably got plenty of bigger fish to fry in his own backyard in sort of four to five weeks after that Victoria yeah. Cup, anyways. If the race stands up though he might actually race next weekend from what we're hearing at Albion Park yeah that'll be that'll be good to see him go around as well um back here in Queensland so we haven't seen him just for a little bit so uh since just before the Eureka so yeah, looking forward to to seeing if he does, in fact, go around at Albion Park, if that free-for-all can hold up next week. Yeah,
1: the Kilmore Cup, we were just talking about Rock and Roll Do and Act Now. Um, I see Rock and Roll Do's just shortened up a little bit in the market as well. Have you got a thought there tonight at that at big race, Kilmore?
6: Yeah, it's always one of those races, Steve. It's it's a great race and has been for a long time. I I am with Rock and Roll. Do I think um, I think listening to Mick Stanley there, um, you know, just what he can offer. I I'm, I really think the horse is on an upward trajectory. It was last year when he went across for the uh, the New the New Zealand Cup. I thought that was a little bit of a, a strange way to approach things, but. Um, Yeah, I I think we're seeing a really good horse now, and I think he can win that. No favours, obviously, out in Gate 7 there, and Act now in Gate 1, but um, I think he is a really, really nice horse, and we might really see what he can do this campaign, and that inner dominion he certainly, uh, he'll be in the thick of it don't worry about
1: that. Yeah, we'll act now 250. Rock and Roll do 320 and better Eclipse 360. They have a stranglehold on the market there tonight at Kilmore Race 7. We really look forward to it There's a terrific race at Addington tonight a free-for-all over the long trip 2600 and BD Joe and Artie's Express are the two faves Akuta, Chris Barsby will be watching It's first up 440 and they've got self-assured six and $13
6: Republican Party but there's some great racing coming up in New Zealand over the next few months Yeah, it's starting to pick up, heading towards their New Zealand Cup Carnival, always the second Tuesday in November, so we're not far off that. Interestingly, um, no Purden or All-Star runners uh, in the Inter-Dominion nominations that come out earlier this week, Steve, so that's a a bit of an interesting one there. So we'll get to see some of their better ones going around tonight in that race. Um, The Canterbury Classic, it's a standing start race, Um, so yeah... It'd be interesting to see how they come out of that. I think BD Joe um, he he's the one to beat for mine, gets that inside lane, uh, he should be right there and if he can get to the front they might just uh, they might just sort of have a bit of a lesson there from BD Joe. Krug's the interesting one. He's first up from a break, so see if he can get back somewhere near his best. He's been a horse that's got immense ability, but um, matched equally by his issues. And Rd's Express, the mare, um, she's drawn a little bit wider there, so she'll certainly be give a good sight, self-assured. Zach Butcher to take the drive on self-assured tonight, so that's an interesting booking in itself. So. Uh, Mark Purden, of course, sticking with Cuda, And the other one down the bottom of that fur, one change. We saw him campaign in Queensland for quite a period, Steve. He was formerly trained by uh, Shane Graham and Vicky Rasmussen and and did hold the three-year-old Albion Park track record for a period. But uh, he's back in New Zealand there now and um, he's second up tonight. So see what he can do if he can get somewhere back near where his three-year-old season where he was uh, one of the top three-year-olds. Yeah, this is a good time, to about 17 past five uh, Queensland
1: time, this uh, big race at Addington. And the race prior, we get to see a boom horse there for the Purdons. Uh, it's a ni- 10 starts, 9 wins, called Don't Stop Dreaming Returns. It's a $1.50 uh,
6: tonight in that Lazarus Stakes race 7, or this afternoon. Our time. Yeah, so uh, he's drawn outside the the front line there, so um, pretty pretty handy field, that Alta Meteor. Uh, he's a very nice type as well, and... Um, it's certainly, I think there'll probably be a run between those two, although there's certainly, um, you know, they'll get plenty of opposition there. But Don't Stop Dreaming, he's got put together a really good record and they just keep churning them out, does the the and stable. Um, again, by the super, star, super sire, betters delight, Don't Stop Dreaming. So uh, he'll be looking to keep that winning record intact from the outside front line.
1: You speak of Mark Purden, he's got a galloper. Um, of course, he's got a thoroughbred licence as well, and he's got a first starter tomorrow at Rickerton, which we're watching closely called Captain Roy. Uh, jockey uh, King Kuo uh, is going to ride. I tried. There's no trials that I could find anyway, but it's a debutante called Captain Roy in a two-year-old race at Rickerton. Mark Purden at the gallops. Uh, Darren, which I find interesting. And Muscle Mountain, of course, goes around race 6 this afternoon. It's short about a $1. forty-five. One of their, their gun Square gaiters in New Zealand as well. So that's a really good meeting. And Perth, tonight's a good meeting. And what about in, in regards to Queensland focus, Darren?
6: Yeah, well, just before we get to that, it'd be um, he might have a bit of ability, that galloper for the Perthons. Of course, Roy Perthon, Mark and Barry's father, who's, um, you know, a super trainer in his own right and produced those two great, great boys, Barry and, and Mark. So um, might be carrying the moniker of uh, of racing royalty. How do you rate the program in Brisbane tomorrow night? Yeah, so tomorrow night, Steve, we've got ten races there. Um, bit of a bit of a mixed bag of races. I think we'll see some shorter price favourites later in the evening, but uh, I think we can we can find a winner there. Um, turn it up, he's back from a spell in race one, and even though he's drawn inside of the second line, I think he can still win that race Deus Ex, the last start free-for-all winner drawn gate three, so he probably... Um, I don't think he'll get it all his own way in the early stages DSX like he did last time and I think turn it up Shane Graham might be able to uh, angle off into the running line pretty quickly and we know how brutal his last or or sprint is whether it be at the start or the finish wherever he uses it he's just got brilliant acceleration so turn it up I I think uh, he can win that race tomorrow night and I think just drawn awkwardly inside the second line might just mean we get a little bit of a better price on him the one I'm keen on is in race three, Steve. It's horse number two, Tasha's Spartan. Now, this guy, he was first up in Queensland. Really good effort. Um, he was able to win his first start in good time. Then just didn't have any luck last time out in gate number six. Gets a good gate here. Moves in closer to the front. He's gate two the man of the moment Nathan Dawson takes the drive and of course last Saturday night Steve we saw him reach 300 wins for the season he chalked up 1700 for his career as well Um, and his current sitting on 307 for the season so he's only eight short of pete McMullen's state record of 315 so you'd think he'll be getting that the way he's going by the end of next week Uh, the other race that i'm keen on is race seven it's up to 70 final these races have been super races on the uh, great additions to the programming we see the bowden blues he was really good first up um Back from a spell, he contested the Queensland Derby and then he first up into a mile and uh, took them all the way. He's got gate one, so expect him to be in front. And then Frankie Ferocious, who um, interestingly, we t- I spoke about One Change a moment ago. Frankie Ferocious beat One Change's three year old. Uh, st- class record at his last start went 151 flat in front over the mile he'll be camped right on the back of the Bowden Blues so we might see a pretty good stretch duel uh, coming into that uh, as they turn for home two big three-year-olds settling down to fight that race out race seven that is going at 8.42 Queensland time.
1: Turn It Up, uh, Tab have got markets going up now. Turn It Up's $3.90 in race one tomorrow night, race one eight. Uh, see the favourites, Deus Ex, at $2.80, 6.50, It's Mr Clooney. So you just want to repeat those three for Owen
6: Park tomorrow night for us, Darren? Yeah, so race one, it's horse number eight, Turn It Up in race number three it's horse number two Tasha's Spartan and race seven's the exotic race play the exotics in this race Um, one and eight from one and eight and then throw in numbers uh, two, nine and uh, sorry 2, 3 and 9. So yeah, that'll be a, a really good race to play the Exotics. She'll be leader behind leader with a, a big sprint up the stretch. Well, they called
1: Kilcoy off the last couple of races and that was the case with Redcliffe and I read a couple of tweets this morning from disappointed participants saying, you know, if this happened years ago, they might have pushed on, but um yeah
6: due to that electrical storm that was around parts of the southeast Redcliffe. yeah so apparently the track was fine steve but it's more to do with the amount of lightning that was in the area and the safety concerns um for participants and the animals because of that uh electrical activity so apparently by all reports the track was fine track could have raced but it was just that uh those concerns with the electrical storm that was in the area and uh, I think it's one of those things that was all the information they had it sort of wasn't moving and it is unfortunate that you can get all the way to the, to the track and if you've travelled a long way but um, I guess safety is paramount. We talked about
1: old Bertie Winkle running at his favourite track, Mildura. I don't know if you watched him at Big Odds last week (laughs) behind Act Now. He really didn't have a run. He was just back on the fence and never in it. But he actually went all right, so he's back at Mildura. But we talked about Lancelot, Bromac and D'Estraos and him. But are there many others that have had, you
6: know, in excess of 300 starts around the country that you know of? Yeah, so I think the top 10... The top 10 horses of most starts of all time are all above about 370. So... Um, you're sort of getting up in that, in that area. Um, Mr Skyrocket, I know, had 410. Uh, Weasel, he got to about 400. and He was still racing this year. Weasel, he's 16, uh, but I think he might be finished. I haven't, uh, haven't seen him for quite a while or heard any reports on him. Um, yeah, um, on Born to Rule, he got over 400. Of course, Dostraeus held the record at 486, but now Lancelot Bromac... Interestingly, Steve, in about two or three or two or three more starts, Lancelot Bromac will have had more starts at Albion Park than Destreos had in his career. Incredible, isn't it? Was it five nineteen? His last. Yeah, five nineteen, and yeah. he's he's about to get to. I think he's four off the top of my head. I think he's four hundred and eighty-three of those at Albion Park. So D'Australos had 486 in his career and was the was the top of the tree. But old Lance, he's uh, he's chalk, oh, closing in on chalking up another little mini milestone.
1: Yeah, and this horse, Bernie Wenkel for those that want to watch this horse at Mildura, it's race six tomorrow night, and he's number six, and he'll be chasing win number 65 from start 301 uh, by Rock and Roll Heaven. Uh, that is Bernie Winkle, Albion Park this afternoon. What are the standout or highlights for you at this particular program, Darren?
6: Yeah, there's one there. It's uh, it's pretty short, but I thought uh, Major Icon uh, he comes up in race number race number. Where are we? He's in a race number five, number seven. Years, yeah, he's a dollar fifty. First. Yeah, finds the right race this time around. He's had a few. Um, he's an outside draw horse, but he's not. Not going too bad And it was a wide run last time And he come third behind Kulan Kid Kulan Kid's a horse in great form um, And he can certainly go on with it there um, The other one that I thought Might uh, get a good trip uh, Race 7, horse number 6 Perfect Feeling These races, these up to 40 races Can be a little bit tricky But Perfect Feeling He was first up from a spell last time out Wasn't it? too bad an effort And since he's been with the, the March Stable um, He's been going pretty good only concern, if there was one, he's record at Albion Park's not great, but that said, he doesn't race at Albion Park that often. So um, he certainly uh, had a couple of runs back. He'll be fitter, and, and I thought that was a race that he could certainly win, race seven or six, perfect feeling. All right, so I just want to repeat those because people like to write them down and so on, mark their form. Yeah, so race five, horse seven, major icon. No no value in the price there. He's already into, well into the red. Race seven, horse six, perfect feeling. And the other one that was just a little bit of a price, purely off its gate, and it doesn't really have much gate speed, which is a concern, but I think he can still overcome it if he is cross. It's race eight, horse one, crime time. Um, yeah, not a horse that's overly fast out, but uh, once he winds up, he can just keep... keep travelling so uh, if, if he is get does get crossed if he can find space uh, I thought he was around about the four dollar mark he should be and I thought that was enough of a, a price to have a bet on him race eight horse one crime time
1: eight one crime time thanks for your time Darren appreciate it Steve thank you Darren Clayton joining us on mobile rolling